0: We're going to do the Tzadi test. We're starting from the bottom of Tzadi Chesim and Beis. I think it might just be helpful to start um, in the middle of the Mishnah, just to go over some of the cases, because the Gemara is going to be analyzing uh, some of the points here. So, let's uh, go over what the Mishnah said. The Mishnah wrote on Tzadi Chesim and Beis, Chaburish of the Pisgah, pe- a group lost the whole Carbon Pesach. They said to one person say of the group, Go out and try to find the Carbon Pesach for us. He went out and he it. But they were scared that he wasn't going to find it in time. So they went out and they got another animal. If it was his animal, the original carbon, was first. he eats from the carbon. They also eat together with him. Because then, since they instructed him, they're all yotze with his carbon. Once his carbon is brought, they're all yotze. If their carbon was shocked first, they eat their carbon because they canceled the registration by bringing another carbon. He eats from his carbon because he wasn't part of the second carbon. He's only part of the first carbon. So he eats from his carbon. They eat from their carbon from the second one because by bringing the second one, they cancel the registration on the first one. The men, you do but if we don't know which one was shocked at first, or if there was at the same time, who he eats from his because he eats certainly is with the, with the one that was lost and that he found and brought, but they don't eat with him. Because they're not able to. They don't know if they're registered and it's, on the possibility that theirs was shafted first, and then they canceled that registration, and they're only money with the uh, second one. So therefore, theirs is going to be taken out to be burned. But they're going to be exempt from because they definitely were yodsey. They just don't know which one, which, which, with which one, and therefore they can't eat it. But they definitely brought a carbon. Let's say the opposite. Again, what happened was is that they lost. Carbon Pesach, and now Amelaham, one person who's going out to look for the carbon Pesach, says to the other people, If I'm delaying, I'm not coming back in time, Sufa will lie. Go out and check for me the replacement carbon you should have me in mind. But in this case, they did not tell him that he should slaughter the lost Pesach for that. So Allah, he went out, he found the carbon, the lost carbon. They also went out and they got another one, and they shafted it. If their carbon was shafted first. So, they eat theirs, he eats with them, because since he instructed them, he's part of the second carbon. But if his were chakled first, so he's the with the first one. They eat from their own, because in this case, he wasn't their shliach, so they eat from their second carbon, he eats from his first carbon. But if it was not known which one chakled first, or they both chakled at the same time, so here in Shalam, they eat from theirs they 're definitely yo with the second one but he does not eat he does not eat with them because he can 't eat with them on the side that their carbon was shafted uh, on the side that their carbon was shafted first, so then he 's associated with their carbon on the side of his was shafted first and he 's not part of their registration so he doesn 't know but and, and therefore his carbon will be burned so you won 't have to bring Pasni because definitely one of the two he was Yote with. Let's say they both told each other, meaning he told them if he delays, they should go out and for him. And they told him that he should go look for the, for the carbon and chocolate for them. So they each made each other um, shlichim. So they all leave from whichever carbon was chocolate first. But if we don't know, if they don't know which one was chocolate first, both of them are taken out to be burned because nobody knows which one they're registered on. Let's say neither one said anything to either one, meaning just happens to be he went out to look for the lost Pesach and they went out and bought another one for themselves. In and they're not responsible for one another. He's definitely Yoseh with the carbon he brought and they're definitely Yoseh with the carbon they brought. And they're not, they're not related to each other at all. Now the mystery moves on to a different uh, discussion. Two groups of carbon Pesach that got mixed up with each other. So you don't know which animal belongs to which group. And you know, we have a big problem because... You can't eat from a carbon Besach if you're not registered. So we don't know which animal you reg- each group was registered not. So this group takes themselves one carbon arbitrarily. They don't know it's theirs. So, and the other group takes themselves another one. In other words, it's totally arbitrary. They're taking one carbon. They're not sure if it's theirs or not. Then one person switches groups. And another person from the other group, from the second group, sends its members over to the other one. So now they make the following stipulation. The original members in each group say the following statement to the new person who came on. If this Pesach that we're holding right now is ours, this is, was the one we originally made for ourselves. So we don't have to change anything. You do. So, so you're withdrawing. You're going to withdraw from your old registration. You could be registered on ours because that's the premise of the Mishnah. You could switch your registration. You could cancel before the Shkita, as long as the new group takes you in. So this new guy comes, and the, the old members of the group are saying, "If this was always ours, and this one's ours, so you were going to be mamonu. You, you're going to cancel your registration of the old one. You'll join us." But if this this carbon is really yours. This one was picked by your group, so it's still yours. So we're withdrawn from our carbon. And we're going to be registered on yours. In other words, they're they're canceling their ownership of the other one, and they're going to uh, they're going to jump on. Okay, very good. And the reason why we have to do this complicated case where we bring one person from each group onto the other side, is that because the carbon can't be left ownerless for even one moment. A carbon pestle always, ha- always has to have bilim. So we have to make sure that there's always the bilim here who is doing before any cancellation. We've got to be very careful before you cancel the registration because the second you cancel registration, you could theoretically be vulnerable that the carbon has no owners. We have to make sure that that doesn't happen. So that's the, the, the idea. Creatively, we're bringing one person onto the group, one person to the other group, and then the stipulation is made at that point if the carbon is ours. So then the new random person we're being ma'am of you. And if it's yours, then you are going to be mana us. And the mission continues. So, if there were five groups, and in each group there were five people or ten people, and again the animals get mixed up, each group would take themselves one person from each every group, and they would make the same uh, the same type of stipulation. They would declare uh, the same thing. Like if there were five groups of five people, they make five new groups. And each, each group will now have one member from each of the original groups. So now there's at least one of the original owners from the Pesach in the group. And there's going to be four new people here. And again, we make the same stipulation if the Pesach was yours. So the four of us are going to cancel arbitration from the other ones so that were registered and yours. And uh, then we monitor everything will be okay. Says the Mishnah, let's say there were just two people. So if one guy was registered on one Pesach, he was just the only one. And one other person on the other Pesach, again, only the other one. Carbonos got mixed up. We don't know whose is whose. So this one takes himself one carbon, and this one takes himself one carbon. Each person is randomly taking one of the carbonos. Not sure if it's his. Then what you do is you register one stranger from the street onto the carbon. And this one registers from one stranger from the street onto his carbon. So meaning Rashi's examples, you have Reuven and Shimon. Reuven says, I don't know which one is mine, but whichever one is mine, I'm a mona, so my random stranger, Levi, is my on my carbon as well. And Shimon says the same thing. I don't know which carbon is mine, whichever one is mine, I'm a mona, a new random stranger, Yehuda, onto my carbon. And now, the original owners tell the new person to stand next to the carbon that they had randomly taken. The original owner comes over to that Pasach. The other original owner goes over to that Pasach. And this is what they say If this carbon Pasach was mine the whole time, you're withdrawn from yours. And now you're registered onto mine and this is was yours, then then I'm withdrawing from mine, and I'm going to be registered on yours. So that's what we're doing here. For both Rufin and Shimon first are registering an outsider on this Pesach, because if they wouldn't do that, if they're just going to be alone, and they're going to try to solve it by saying, if I choose my Pesach and you yours good, but if not, I'm drawing from my Pesach and registering on yours, then it wouldn't work, because as soon as he withdraws, the Pesach will be will be ownerless and it's no good. And it will be no good without until his friend comes and tries to register on it, which will be too late. So it doesn't work. So therefore, you have to make sure that first they each register new random people, and then the two original owners can, can, can make the stipulation between them, and everything will be all right. Says the Gemara, the first of the Bryson elaborates on the idea of the lost Pesach, and telling the shliach to go try to find it. So Tan Rabbanu, was taught Tanr Rabbanu, Tanr Amr Lo, in the case where they both instructed each other, meaning... The, the group told the last person, you try to find the carbon and Shaft for us. And the person told the group, if I'm taking a long time, Shaft for me. So in that case, he and them both eat from the carbon and Shach at first, and the other one is land is birthed. If he didn't say anything to them and they didn't say anything to him, our they're not responsible for another, they each eat from their own Pasach. So from here we see the like said, you know what we see from here? You know what we see from here? We see an idea that it's better not to say something sometimes than to say anything. It's better to be quiet for the wise people, even more so for fools. When he's silent, considered a wise person. So the idea here is if they wouldn't say anything to each other, then it's good because both carboners are going to be good. But it, by saying things to each other and each other, shlichem, and now we get into the predicament. We don't know which one is Shafted first. So now it ends up that now the, 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 we don't know which one is kosher and which one is not. It's totally possible. So the bottom line is the gemara is saying we see from here like this wise idea. Sometimes it's better to keep silent. Then so then we go back to the case where the carboners got mixed up. So we said again. They each got mixed up. You have Reuven and Shimon. So Reuven first takes and He says, You're Mamun, I'm a carbon, whoever it is. Shimon takes, uh, and Shimon says, Mamona, a random new stranger, Yudha, i his carbon, whoever it is. And then Reuven and Shimon make the stipulation between each other that if they have the right animals, good. And if not, then they're canceling the registration and coming on the other one. And the other one does the same and everything's okay. So the Gemara says, Lema no Mishnah, by bringing in the stranger, almost uh, is, is, sounds like only like Reb Yehuda. The tanya, it says in the brides of if the household is, in, is too small for a lamb, right? the idea was that the Pshuto Shomikra is that you need to register more, more people to make sure you have enough, enough, enough eaters to go around to make sure that all the meat is eaten but this is the drasha we're making from The idea is that you can cancel and change registrations, but you can always continue withdrawing from the Karman Pesach, meaning if originally a group of let's say 20 people registered, they can, they say you can cancel, you can have even 19 people walk away. Reb says, you always have to make sure that the one of the original members who was registered remains. So Reb Yuda holds, there must always be one person from the, original, uh, from the original group who registered that was there. So according to Rabbi Yudu, let's say you had 20 people registered on the Karba. So they're all registered in it. And then they Ramana had 20 new people as well. So now you have a total of 40. If all of the original 20 would pull out, that's no good. Because you don't have any of the original members who are left. According to Rabbi Yudah, it gets smaller, but there always has to be one person who's left from the original group on the pasach. That's Rabbi Yudu's opinion actually says, no, there's no problem you know, if, if none of the original members are there. The only issue you have to worry about is that you have to make sure the Carbon Pesach always has an owner. So, again, if you had 20 people, and then there were another 20 people, and then all the original 20 members pull out, Raviosi would say that's totally fine because the Carbon Pesach always had owners. Whereas Raviosi is going to say, since there, there was not always one of the original group, then it's no good. So we have a dispute between Rebudah and Rabbi Rebudah Rabbi y- Rabbi says there always has to be one person for the original group. Rebbiosi says there's no such requirement. As long as the Karm was never temporarily ownerless, it's okay. So in our case, what happened? You have Ruvain and Shimon, each one was Mamona under separate carbonos. Then they get mixed up. Ruven is now coming along, being Mamana Levi on his carbon, wherever it is. Shimon is being Mamana and now Yehuda wherever his carbon is. And then Ruven and Shimon. Are theoretically canceling the registration to go to the other one. So, aren't you could be left in a situation where the original animal does not have any of the original owners that are, that are, uh, that are left there in it? Because imagine that they, they, they didn't end up at the right ones, and Ruben and Shimon Taka switch. So, Ruben is canceling his, his registration and going over to Shimon. Then, on the other carbon, it's only going to be Levy, right? That's what Ruben said. Ruben was Mamana Levy, and then after whichever carbon was his, and then he's going to go over to Shimon's carbon on the possibility that he's not holding his own. So on the possibility that that occurs, what, what happens? It ends up that that one of the carbonos is brought with only Levy being the bilim, and Levy was not one of the original, original people who were the group. So according to Reb Yosi, that's fine. You don't need to have one of the original members there. But according to Reb that you always have to have one of the original members. How does this solution work? So the Gemara answers on Rebidah, we can even go on like Rebidah, Kivan, also says, another Allah we learned before, I'll always have to have at least two people on a khabura. You can't do Shekht HaKam Pesach with just one person. So from the very outset, this Pesach was, it was, it was destined to get another person because the way it was with just one person registered, it couldn't be brought. So that new person who came in is treated like one of the original members of the Chabura. He's the original members of the Chabura, even though he came later, but because it wasn't it wasn't be able to be brought until he came. Since, repeatedly, she tossed you can't be mamana Ali you need to have at least two people, so the second person is treated like one of the original members, so that levy wouldn't be like a new guy. That levy, who Reuven appointed, would be treated like one of the original members, and therefore everything's okay. So not only have we defended that the Mishnah could be like Rabbi Yehuda, now the Kabbalah says we're going to prove that the Mishnah is Dafka Rabbi Yehuda. You can infer from the Mishnah is like Rabbi Yehuda. The Mishnah said, if there were five groups, that each had five people. So we said that right there each, and all the Kabbalahs get mixed up. So what they're going to do is one person from each group is going to go, you're going to switch, kind of like play musical chairs. You're always going to have one person, um, so let's say you had five, five groups of five people, so, of the of each group of five, they're each gonna one person's gonna to go to a different animal. So, the, and then the of Shuk, they're gonna make the stipulations and say if we're good, we're good; if we're not, we're not. And we're going to cancel our registrations and make new groups. So, chamisha in it only sounded like you could do that if we're five groups of five people in each group that the mission of solution works. Let's say let's say four out of the five groups had five people, but one group only had four people. So you have five animals. Four of the groups had five people and one group only had four people. It doesn't sound like it's going to work out. Why? Why is it not going to work out? Because the one group which only had four, they don't have enough people to distribute one to each animal and still have one left on, on the fifth animal. That there's not going to be one of the original members who would be left on it. You need one of the original members. If you would all like Reb C, we wouldn't care. Even if the last group would only have four people, we wouldn't care because as long as you could play musical chairs and even if you don't end up with one of the original members on the animal, that's fine. There's no requirement. The lisa was never ownerless. It must be the mishnah was like Reb Yudah. It's not enough that the pesach isn't left ownerless. You need more. You need that there's one of the original members on the carbon. So since you need one of the original members on the carbon, if the last group would have four, if you're going to spread one person to each of the four animals, and then what, what, the fifth animal won't have any members of the original group there. And that wouldn't be good. So not only have we defended the Mishnah, could be Rebbe We've actually proved that the Mishnah is only Rebbe Okay. Moving forward to the new parakel says the Mishnah, Erev Pesach, close to the time of Mincha. So Mincha here we're going to see is Mincha Katana, 3.30. So close to Mincha Katana means 3 o'clock. From 3 o'clock, Anan, a person is not allowed to eat until it gets dark. What does it mean you're not allowed to eat? You could have a snack, you could have fruit. It means you can't eat anything that's filling. You can't eat any filling foods until it gets dark. Why can't you eat filling foods? So the idea here is because you have a mitzvah to eat matzah that night. And the mitzvah to eat matzah is, should be done with an appetite. So it's in the Rashbam, says a very famous Rashbam, there's Hidr Mitzvah, it's actually like an enhancement, it beautifies the mitzvah if you eat it with more of an appetite. So there's a special halacha, in the Arab Pesach, on three o'clock at on, a person is not allowed to eat any filling foods. Now, it's very important that you realize that this isn't specific to eating a suda. Eating a suda might be a different issue, but we're talking about eating any filling foods, even if it's not, mamish washing and benching. We're talking about filling food. So, again, a snack like a fruit, you're allowed to have. But to eat a filling food, even if it's not coming in the form of a suda, the Mishnah is saying you're not allowed to do that from three o'clock and on. And again, the Rosh understands as a din of Te'avan, Mishum Hidr Mitzvah, that you should really be enjoying having an appetite when you eat the matzah. Other people just understand we want to make sure that you have some appetite to make sure that you eat it. The Rashbam understands, no, it's a chiddush in the Rashbam, but we want to say it's a hiddur mitzvah, so dinner is like Zekili van Veo, like beautifying a mitzvah with the more of an appetite that you have, and therefore you should be careful not to eat any filling foods from three o'clock at night. The Mishnah also says you're not allowed to eat it until it becomes dark. Tosos points out that until it becomes dark, a big chiddush from Taisus, that you're not allowed to make yontif early. The reason you can't make Yontif early is because the Pasuk says that you're supposed to eat the Meeva of Abbasar at night. And we compare all the Mitzvahs of the Seder have to be done dafka there at night, so we cannot start the Seder early. <laughs> even the poorest person in Israel cannot eat until he does a Seba. There's two chidushim here. Number one is that even if you're very poor, even if you're very... Uh, even if you're very poor, you still can't eat in the afternoon. And number two is that there's a din of a to recline, to show that you're like a king eating. And that din of aseba has to be done even by a poor person. instead so said being a poor person, and he doesn't have like a pillow to comfortably recline. He doesn't normally do it. Still, at the seder, even a very poor person is supposed to recline. <laughs> and they shouldn't give him less than four cups of wine. The idea here is that, is that four cups of wine are very important. It's a special din We should pursue a nisa. The aspect is piersum hanis to publicize the miracle to show it. Everyone treats themselves like a king. They drink four cups of wine. So the people who give out the tzedakah should make sure that everyone has at least four cups of wine. I feel him in even if he's supported from charity from the platter that they give out to the poor people. Still, the halacha is that he's supposed to have. Uh, four cups of wine and moreover the Rashbam tells us as a halacha that you have to go begging door to door in order to get the four cups of wine. There's a, whenever there's a dinner pursue nisah as a halacha, it's so important that it gets done. You even have to beg in order to make sure that uh, that, that would occur. It's a big discussion here in the Tosos. What if, what if only the, the honey has, But What about his wife? What about his children? Could one person be motzi? We know in Kiddush you could be motzi somebody else. But Tosos' opinion is that you have the same thing by Dalakosos. Not everybody has to drink. The same I could be you in Kiddush if you don't drink, I drink. Tosos' opinion is that I could be motzi you as well in the halakha of of Dalakosos. That's Tosos' opinion. Not, not everybody at the Seder has to have four cups of wine. Okay, says the Gemara Kasha, Why does the Mishnah say you can't eat filling food on Arab Pesach? It sounds like it's only Arab Pesach. <speaking in Hebrew> every Arab Shabbos and every Yantam if the same halacha is true The Tanya, at least according to one opinion. <speaking in Hebrew> you're not allowed to eat Arab Shabbos and Yantam from Minchanan. You have to enter into Shabbos with an appetite. To make sure you're honoring the Shabbos means that you have a good appetite for Shabbos. You're not allowed to eat any filling foods from, uh, from, uh, from, from Minchol HaMailah. So if you're not allowed to eat from Minchol HaMailah, so every Arab Shabbos has that dinner according to your So why is the Mishnah only saying Arab Pesach? Rabbi Yossi says you're always allowed to eat even until it gets dark. So Rabbi Yossi is not concerned with the possibility that you're not going to have an appetite. So the Gemara is assuming Rabbi Yossi would allow you to do it by Arab Pesach as well. So our Mishnah has to be at least Rabbi Yehuda. But if it's Rabbi Yehuda, then why is the Mishnah single on Arab Pesach? It's true for everything as well. So the my answer is Amar You know the Mishnah is the novelty in Rapyosi. Rapyosi allows normally Ochol Jatasha, you're allowed to eat on Arab Shapsi Air until it gets dark. But the Mishnah is teaching you how to be the Jazzium tohim. It's only an Arabs and Rivyantif, an Airbesach, since it's a Khivat to eat matzah, and the dinner eating matzah you should do it with a oven a special dinner of Hidra Mitzvah to eat the matzah itself. So even Rapyosi is going to agree that you shouldn't eat um you shouldn't eat any uh, any filling foods. Now, it's an interesting idea. I'm saying there's a dinner on Friday night. Also, you're supposed to, you're supposed to eat. There, Rabbi Yossi goes, you couldn't eat filling foods on Friday. But matzah, that's such a special thing. Maybe it's because it's Daraisa, or maybe it's a special Hidder Mitzvah in the Teavon, and therefore a person shouldn't eat any filling foods in the afternoon of Er Pesach, even according to Rabbi Yossi, That's the chiddush of our Mishnah, that even Rabbi Yossi would agree on Erev Pesach. So generally, job is it's only Rabbi Yossi. You can't eat filling foods. Rabbi Yossi allows. Our Mishnah is saying that even like Rabyosi, Arab Pesach is different. Says the Gemara, Papa, The mission could even be Rebueda. And generally you're always Usar. Why is the Mishnah pointing out Arab Pesach? Halsa Marvish was Tovim Minam Generally Arab Shaps Araf is only Usar from Mincha meaning from 3.30 and not. Samach l'mincha, close to that time from 3 o'clock, it's mutter. It's only usher from mincha and not, not from 3 o'clock. On Arab Pesach, it's usher even close to the time of mincha, even from 3 o'clock. So our Mishnah said, Samach l'mincha, even 3 o'clock, that's only Arab Pesach. Generally, the only usher is from 3.30. But the kamar challenges where a Papa said, is that true, that generally in Arab Shabbos, it's only usher from 3.30? Arab Shabbos, Samach l'mincha, sorry, is it true on Arab Shabbos, it's mutter? From three o'clock, it only becomes also at three thirty. But Tanya says in the price, "Alul Yichal Ne Rav Shabbos Yom Tovim Tishah Zol Mailo." You're not allowed to eat Shabbos Yom Tovim from nine hours and on. Kadesh Shlom Shabbos you die, so you have an appetite for Shabbos. Rabbi Yehuda. So in the price, it clearly says even from nine hours and on, Ne Rav Shabbos you're not allowed to eat. That's where you're allowed to eat until you get dark. So in the price, it says that according to Rabbi Yehuda, it starts the iser of eating filling foods even from three o'clock. Not like Rav Papa. Rav Papa saying that Ne Rav Shabbos iser only is only from three thirty. The price that it says it's also even from three o'clock. Who says that the Text of the second brisah was right. The first brisah didn't say samoch mincha, so maybe the second price is a wrong text, and it's only also from three thirty, like Rab Papa said. So the Gemara Maybe it's a bad, it's a messed up version, and the brisah really should say that it's also from eating on erev Shabbos, only from nine and a half hours. So the Gemara says Tapa Dafkof Amalei Remei Revtamer Revtamer Revtamar Revtamar. I one time went to a shiur. I became Tanavitanakam. There was a brisah who said this price in front of him. He accepted the text as being correct. So it really is correct that it's only usher and Shabbos, Erev Shabbos and Yontem from nine and a half, that it's usher even from nine hours and on. So if it's usher even from nine hours and on, Rapapa's Papa is incorrect. Yachikasha, the b'risa that says it's usher according to Reb Yudah, Erev Shabbos even from nine hours and on. And even before 3.30, it's also already from three o'clock. So we refutes Rapapa. Papa. Papa was trying to say the Mishra singled Erev Fesah for three o'clock and not Erev Shabbos and Erev is only from 3.30. Was he not like Rapapa. Papa? We see here, on every Erev Shavs and Yontif, according to Rabbi Yodav, it is usher from 3 o'clock. So, Yachi Kasha, what are we going to do again with our Mishnah? Why would our Mishnah sing out Arab Pesach, if it's really usher, on every Erev Shavs and Yontif as well? It's going like Rav Huna. Rav Huna's answer was right. Rav Huna was the answer that our Mishnah is going like Rev Yosi and, and every Erev and generally, it is allowed to eat Person is allowed to eat filling foods, and the Mishnah is still saying Arab Pasach is different because of the din of Matzah. So, to summarize, Narav Shavuot, Narav Yantavis, <laughs> and says you're not allowed to eat from 3 o'clock and on filling foods. Rabiose holds that you are, and Rabiose agrees in Arab Pasach that you are not allowed to eat filling foods from 3 o'clock and on.